127 on the mic exists simply as an extension of our college ministry 127 at FBC Brian. Our prayer is that this podcast be used in accordance with you belonging and investing into a local body. We hope that this resource is growing in relationship with and understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hey, yo, hey, hey, what it do, podcast crew? Whoa. Whoa. What? Did my voice just get suddenly higher? What just happened there, bro? Wow. What uh, it do- hey, also, also, <laughs> I don't also, know also, what just happened. Also, what it do, podcast crew, is the intro. No. It's, that's what I love to hear. It's, it has to be patented. <laughs> he got so excited. I'm so. Golly. All of that hurt my feelings right there. Why? <laughs> I remember dude, the first week that we did that, he was like, wow, that was so bad. And I was like, dude, he it's re- going to be patented. I know we're just like fresh on the beginning little, little thing of this podcast. But remember, yeah. he gave you a 0%. <laughs> He's dude, like, you haven't got any of these right. 0%. <laughs> was, that, was that a hit? Was that uh, the was that the one for what is it eight now? What episode is this? I don't, I don't know. Eight? Yeah, one for eight now. I if I have to rate it, yeah, do I go like out of five, out of ten, out of twenty, out of whatever 100? you want, bro? This it is, is passing, passing. It's passing. So it's I'd give it. It's a four. It's a seven. I'd give it like a going once, going twice. A C plus to B. Sold two. I give it a B minus. That's pretty is good. It B, or is a B or B minus better? B. <laughs> <laughs> There's no shot. This dude just said that. His parents. This dude teams. graduated with a math <laughs> degree. Is because it technically should be his B grandma, plus B B minus. His yes. grandma just got so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if she answered John Andrew. Golly. Yeah, I don't know. If she, oh, man. That's funny, though. Last night, John Andrew <laughs> DM'd T's grandma. Because why? It's Asking about our trail mix recipe. Trying to get I, that Chex mix recipe. Yeah, I, I told a story about trail mix when I go hunting out in West Texas. If you haven't heard that story, you should ask me about it. It's a, it's a good time. But John Andrew then followed my grandmother and then DM'd her asking for the trail mix recipe. I love that your grandma's on Instagram. That's the best part. I, and the fact my I'm, I'm not gonna expose you. I'm not gonna expose you. Don't worry. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, they love I, my stories. They're great. And there's a thousand percent chance that she's listening. Oh, for sure. And so oh, they, I'm telling you, they will be the first ones to listen to it today. Hey, so, Mimi, GP, I love y'all. I hope y'all know oh, that. Oh, that's, that's the, that's that's the, that's the he shout just out. Made up, he made up for so much. <laughs> yeah, <right there. laughs> a lot. Made Christmas, up for. Christmas just got so much better. That's on their Christmas Coke day, they sit on the back porch and drink their Cokes and listen to this every Thursday. Wait, this might be the reason Cokes or Diet Cokes. They don't. Oh, they're Diet Coke people for sure. Oh, all day. That's Hey, we about to get a sponsorship. When, by D, by D. when we go to West Texas, I pack the ice chest before we go out every morning. Oh, yeah. And the only thing I get, oh, like, yeah. the only thing people care about are their Diet Cokes. Preach and it. I think they like a, there's like a, maybe a cherry Diet Coke or something that Probably. they like as well. Mm-hmm. But they are, are our entire That's family the B minus right people. there. The cherry Diet Cokes are the B minus. The normal is the A plus. Also, they drop that far adding cherry. Huh? It yeah. dropped from a oh, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah, cherries aren't that. I get cherries off milkshakes, like at Chick Fil A. It's a strange statement. Hey, can I get a milkshake with no cherry? Like, I do say that. Oh, I thought you meant like when you want a cherry, the only place you get them is off of a oh, milkshake. No, 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 no. <laughs> hey, no I, I was milkshake with the cherry that. on the side. I get cherries <laughs> off milkshakes. <laughs> that's the only place I eat them. <laughs> I was like, that's a weird place. No, I yeah, I ask for them off of milkshakes, but okay, yeah, that's a quirky fact, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it is. Well, it's a little weird. There was a there was a statement called "Podcast Crew," 
and my voice was a little bit different, but I, it may have not been my voice. May have been somebody special. Who was that? May have been a new person. Who are you? A new, For the special, people. Per, new special person. For the people. I like this. New special person. Well, my name is Susanna. I get to serve as the college girls intern this year. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. I know. It's so I'm awesome. All the girls Shout are cheering. Shout out to all the girls. I'm cheering for the girls right now. Yeah. There was was a lot of hype for this. (laughs) We do we do have that that Google Doc probably linked in the show description. It's like, hey, give us give us podcast ideas. Yeah. And the first five or six were just Susanna. We want Susanna. (laughs) Where's where's Susie at, man? Put Susie on the podcast. That's what it was. They make me feel so loved. I love them. But I am a junior allied health major from San Antonio, Texas. And Count Countdown City. Oh my two one oh. Oh, I didn't know that. You didn't know that's what that was? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. Yeah, the, the area code is 210, so they're Countdown City. I've never heard of Countdown City. None of it touches the 903. Continue. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying, we remember the Alamo every day. Hey, that was on your, uh, hey, was I, on I your top five. Alamo, but you also lost this that. This is your daily reminder. Yeah, because you're biased. <laughs> <laughs> he's still so mad about that, and watch. Next week when we have a special guest, he's still going to lose. Lance is going to bury you. <laughs> no, right no. no, Lance, if you're listening, John's exact words when I said I'm <laughs> oh, drafting yeah. against Lance yeah, yeah. was that I was going to bury Lance. Nope. No yes, chance. it was. Well, Lance is top his words. four of top five of Lance, no matter what the topic is, is going to be Texas. Yeah, that's true. He's, Sorry, if we didn't mean to derail it, talking about Lance. Next week. Ne- yeah, it's going to happen next week. It's going to be great. Well... More about Susanna. Come yeah, on. it's good to have Susanna back. San Antonio back in here. San Antonio. Um, what do you want to do? Like, what do I want to do? Yeah, man, that is up in the air. That's the question. Up in the air, like in the Lord's hands. It is very much in the Lord's hands. That is a wrestle in my heart and a prayer that has been prayed daily about what we're going to do after this. What you, um, what's your degree? My degree is in allied health. Allied health. I heard that. Okay. I wanted to work with babies who have problems talking and feeding and things like that, kind of in the speech pathology realm. However, the youth ministry kind of captured my heart this mm. summer. And most of them can't talk either. So, you know, <laughs> the thing about youth is it feels like children and college mixed in one. And the only difference between college and youth are parents. It's, that's pretty close. Yeah. That's actually pretty spot on. Like I don't have to deal with release forms or things like yeah. that. I yeah. still have parents call me yeah. as a college professor. Like you wouldn't believe how many parents call me like, Hey, my kid's in your ministry and you need to know this. Um, but we don't have to deal with the yeah. like real kind of parent issues. College sure. kids are like seventh and eighth graders with freedom. They are driver's mm-hmm. license. That's a good word. Scary. Yeah. yeah, driver's license are scary. So, so youth this summer, we have to know. You got to give a shout out to uh, where you served at this summer. First Baptist Church, San Antonio. Yes, yes ma'am. It was a special place. Yeah, the countdown city. Remember the Alamo. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So. This is honestly, hopefully, not the last podcast on your, that you're on. Um, we hope to continue to invite you on because your right. voice is valued um, and appreciated and seen by a lot of our ministry. And so, um, this week, you got asked, sort of, what spiritual development would you want to talk about? And um, I remember we asked you an intern meeting. You're like, I don't know. And I texted you just later that day, and you're like, Let's do. Oh, what was it? Biblical membership, uh, attendance, and service. And I was like. You would be shocked about oh. how narrow I've had to go mm-hmm. with topics because these dudes just like we'll sit we'll sit in here for like an hour before we start like uh this is too wide of a topic we needed to ask like two questions and that's it yeah. and so thank you for narrowing it down but uh, we're talking about biblical service this week so I just want to ask y'all what is biblical service and and what are we even talking about 
the look around the room. <laughs> that was two questions. It, 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 it is sure, two questions. I, I didn't know. I love this because we didn't know everything that she put on the table as far as what we could talk about. And so yeah. you went um, membership, attendance, membership, and service. Mm-hmm. So sort of the the pipeline that people could be on. If you would imagine there's a timeline in that um, of attending church, becoming a member of church, serving said church. Uh, I will simply I will simply say um, what it means to serve God really uh, big picture is to love him with all that you are. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm going to love him with all that I am. And in that you're going to bring in the catechism here in that I'm going to obey and I'm going to enjoy him forever. And so in your obedience, you'll joy, you, you enjoy him. And so that's, that's the big picture. I'm going to throw that over the entire thing. If we're yep. building a blanket fort here or out of service, yep. that's the roof. Um, serving would just be loving God with everything that you are. Now there's a lot that goes into this that we can chase all over the place. So across the table. Yeah, I would say it's simply just serving out of, res- out of a response um, to grace that has been lavished on us. Um, the Lord was so kind to send Jesus um, to die on the cross for us um, so that we can have a way back to heaven. Um, and out of a response of that great love, we're called to serve. And so within what the Bible calls us to do, there um, are so many more specific ways, but a lot of them just come out of um, a place and a heart of love for others. Yeah, I, I'm going to follow it up. I think genuine service cannot be separated from love. Um, if you're if you're going to serve and you're going to serve genuinely, it's going to it's going to flow out of the love you have for the Lord. And I'm going to kind of go back to what you said earlier, but I, her original question of the attendance membership service. Um, if you or if any of you are listening and involved at Impact, you know how much they talk about this and being on staff there for four years, um, you really get the sense of it. But every application you're asked to select these boxes and it's a attend, belong, serve and lead. And I think that order is really, really cool because first we need you attending a church. If you're not attending a church is is come join us, find a church. There are so many good churches in College Station, Bryan and, and probably wherever you're from, there are churches around you. So please, please, please go and find a church and attend and then through that is belong, belong to that church, become a member, be involved in a Bible, say whatever it is. And these things build off of each other. They're in that order for a reason, because in order for you to belong and become a member, you need to first attend. And then once you do those things, you then get to start serving. And when you get to start serving, it builds, it, it builds up into this, this beautiful thing where you get to go and you get to love people that are in that situation and that spot that you might've been a year ago. And so it's a really, really cool thing. I like that. You, we, I mean, you put them in that order of attendance, membership and services, they build off of one another. And so for you to for you to serve, you need to first become a member, and for you to become a member, you need to you need to attend. And so, it's a really cool thing. That's serving with particularly within your church, and you can serve outside of church whenever. But they hit it right on the head. Yeah, that's good. Um, it, I love how you guys hit on understanding God's love for you, and out of that, being able to go and serve. I think that's a uh, that would probably be a podcast in itself. But um, understanding our heart behind our service is is very important. Um, and so out of that, I want to ask, since you said out of Christ's love for us and his grace for us, we go and serve. Why does he call us to serve? Like, I, I understand the the heart behind it, but why why are we called to go and do that? I, I'm going to throw it across again to the table for them to really answer this. But Susanna said something that is um, unbelievably theologically important with Jesus giving the ability, giving us the ability to do that or giving us the ability to love or giving us the ability to display characteristics. But we need to take that um, because what, what Jesus did is restore. He didn't give new ability to, he just restored what was original. And so 
all of those things we always push back to the garden. And when I was thinking about service, there, when God created everything, I love this idea. He didn't need anything. It didn't need any of that. It was like, okay, I'm just going to create it. And so even with the, the non-human elements of creation, what is their purpose? Like, it's, a gr- it's a great question. Repeat yeah. your question. So, so if you remove humans from creation, what's mm-hmm. the purpose of everything else? Oh. I think, uh, is this is like, it, a, is, it, is it decoration for yeah. like the world? Like, what is it? I would say it's to glorify the creator. I was say, are we answering? It? Yeah. The, oh, I mean, we're answering. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Hopefully people in their car are like, oh, like, they're answering. <laughs> like, we can't hear you in your car. And so I need the people hey, great in the answer room. in the car. Y'all did great. It's nice. Fantastic. We need to call them in, bro. Um, because he's sovereign <laughs> and because he made everything out of nothing, then the purpose for it was for his honor and for his yeah. glory. And in serving, that's what we do. We, we serve for his honor and for his glory. Um, but I always go back to what was true for creation without humans is multiplied for humans. Hmm. And so in their just natural existence created for his glory um, to reflect it, then we get to do that same thing. And how he has ordained it on this planet is to serve like that. That is that is purpose. Um, sort of, sort of answers your question in a foundational sense, but now, um, because of sin, it takes on a different, a different thing also, which is where I'll throw it to the other side. Yeah. All right. Um, so why are we called? I, um, I like to look at Jesus's example of him washing his disciples feet. Um, they went in, um, during the Passover festival to go essentially have, supper together and Jesus went and washed his disciples feet and they were appalled. It was almost in a sense, just a radical action um, that nobody else would really do, especially as their leader, Jesus um, did something that a servant would do. Um, And it's found in John 13 verse 15 says, I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Um, And simply that's weird to follow Jesus's example. And that is humbling ourselves, dying to ourselves, um, and serving those who we're leading, we're doing life with, even those who we don't know well on a personal level. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to follow up with what you said. Tag team a little bit. I'm staying in John 13. The the first thing, and go two different directions. Well, I guess they're similar directions. But the first one, is I think a lot of people, when they hear the word leader, and, and I think that everybody in some shape or form desires to lead and step into a leadership position. Um, if you don't, then that's okay, but I probably disagree with you on that. But I think a lot of people think that, and and they think of a person that is out like waving this flag in front of the people, getting everybody excited to go. One of the most beautiful ways and probably the most genuine way to lead is by serving those around you. Um, is I think your best leaders, if you look around, you look back in your life, those who have led you the best, whether it be parents, teachers, friends, um, a teammate, whatever it is, it's probably because they have served you the best. And so I'm going to go back to that is I think your best leaders serve the best. And I'm going to follow it up with why are we called to lead? I think it is one of the easiest and most 
pure ways that we get to share the gospel and share Christ to those around us. And I'm, I'm saying this where I said, I'm saying in John 13, but verses 34 to 35, it says, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And in that is like we said, is in an action because of our love for the Lord is going to be service. So in this is I give to you that you serve one another just as I have served you. You also are to serve one another by this. All people will know that you are my disciples if you have served one another. And so I think in that service, out, again, serving out of love for the for the Lord that we have for our Lord, you're going to be able to be a, a beaming light and an example of what Christ has done for us and to us. And in that the world around us gets to see Christ in a really unique and beautiful way. Yeah, it, it, it's a really cool opportunity, too, because I think when people see that, they people who don't know you personally begin to question what is different about that person. Um, and this gets into a whole, whole different to- topic of conversation. But I think um, I forget there's there's a passage that connects with this. But um, some people can just like look at you and they know there's something different about you. And it's the spirit of God that's that's almost mm-hmm. surrounding them. And they get a picture of that first before they even get to know you. And I think that plays a huge part into that when you're going out and you're doing things that just don't make sense in in the in the realm of the world or in the mindsets of, of a world um, that is full of sin. And they see that they get to question and that makes evangelism 10 times easier. Yes, I, I still believe you have to engage in conversation um, and explicitly share the gospel, but that makes that whole process a lot easier. I'm going to add another passage onto this. Uh, Philippians 2 uh, verse mm-hmm. 7, um, we have walked through memorizing chapters of Philippians, which has been an amazing challenge. Some people are gifted in this, but I am not. But in verse 7, it says, rather, he made himself nothing by taping, taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. And, and Christ didn't have to do this. Hmm. Um, and being an example is, is just such a minor part of what Christ com- came to do, uh, but such an important piece to remember. Um, and I love that we have four different gospel narratives that we get to look at and see his nature and see him being a servant um, and, and look to that and live our lives on that model that, which is huge. And the spirit helps you do that, um, which is a great gift for us. But sort of moving on, um, a lot of people listening uh, may just have a lot of questions about, okay, well, I get, I need to serve and I get the heart behind it. And I get why Jesus calls us to do that. But how do I actually start participating in service? Because it just seems very like out there and people, they already have leaders. They don't need me. Um, so how do I just like take the step to go and serve? Yep. I mean, that. I don't know, and maybe this is a shot at us. I think, like, like, well, fill out the service form and let us know kind of where you're at. Um, I'm going to tell everybody uh, in our process, when somebody comes to me and says, hey, I'm so-and-so and I'm this far along in my walk and I'm gifted in this way and I would really like to serve the church um, in that. That's a great starting point. Um, yeah. And we need to know those things, one. Um, and I'll always say this about people. Figure out um, what you're currently passionate about because that's not a mistake from the Lord, unless you're just like clearly living in sin and abusing the church, which I'm not assuming that here. So figure out what you're really passionate about and figure out a way to serve in and in, in out of those passions. Like let that come alive in you. The In the same way that we would say like the Lord loves a cheerful giver and we apply that to money, that, that verse can be applied to how you serve and, and your attitude and approach to um, serving God's people is a reflection of, of Christ and the way that he's wired you and the way that you love him. 
And um, there are going to be moments where you humbly serve in a way that maybe you don't necessarily want to um, because you love somebody. But a majority of time within the church context, and maybe this is not what you're speaking about, but within the church context, especially in our ministry, I want our students or the people that serve in our areas um, who lead in our areas to love what they're doing. Um, not to hate it. And so figure out how God has wired you. What are you gifted at? Let's see if we can use that in the context of the church. And more than likely we can. And some of you are like, well, I just can't find my spot yet. Well, you probably haven't shared that with us yet. Because we're, we're, we're not great at this, but we're pretty good at going, oh, you want to do this? Here we go. And trying to get you into those spaces. And so first is for you to to step up. This this is how I think about this. And I'll toss it over to you guys. Um, one, one of the coolest things I think about God and his nature is that um, he is the greatest thing, but he's not, he, he didn't, he didn't apply his greatness to not serving. Yeah. Like he went, um, it, this reveals something very profound about God is that as great as he is, he was not incompatible with serving other people. In fact, he loved them so much that he had to, mm-hmm. and he did so in a way that was not, um, comfortable. I, I guess if, yeah. if we just yeah. discuss, it, it wasn't ideal. Um, and so there's going to be some moments for you in serving where you go, I'm going to have to do something that maybe I'm uncomfortable with. And for some of you, it's just a conversation. Hey, I want to serve. What do I do? Making yourself available to that. For some of you in that, when you go, I know the Lord has called me to serve. And so in order to do that, I'm going to have to remove this and this and this from my schedule. That's going to be uncomfortable for you. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some sacrifice that comes along with serving. Otherwise it wouldn't be serving. Yeah. Yeah, I would say um, looking at the posture of your heart from serving, I can think of two different kinds of service that I did in my life. And one was high school, like NHS service, where I checked a box for the many hours that I was there. But also there's a service that's out of a response um, to essentially obedience, being obedient. Um, And so one, getting your heart right, essentially. Um, James 1 says, do not merely listen to the word, do what it says. Um, And it says serve. It it says love each other by serving. And so um, humbling yourself, putting that mindset, that attitude on that I'm serving to glorify the Lord, not to glorify myself or to check a box Um, and then seek out opportunities to serve. It's not that hard. Um, You can fill out a Google form. We have those, but you can also just come up and talk um, because we want to plug people into spaces and we want to watch them serve um, because um, we have each been gifted with really unique and cool skill sets and, um, out of a response to that gift, um, we need to use those. Um, it would be a really, really, um, sad to service almost to not use gifts that we have, um, been gifted with so well. So check your heart and find a place. Yeah, I'm a I'm a piggyback piggyback off of that. I believe piggyback, it's piggyback, in piggyback, 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 piggyback. piggyback. I'm yeah, a piggyback, piggyback <laughs> off of that, and I believe it's First Peter four talks about each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others, and yeah. so um, when you become a Christian and you accept Christ, you you receive um, a gift, and that one gift is the Holy Spirit, and because of that, you you get what we call these spiritual gifts, and, and so some of those you get to use those to serve people, and it's a really really cool thing. There, there is a time like that. There are times that people they go and they're like, man, I don't know what my gift is. I promise if you go and serve and you step into a service position is a you're going to figure out your spiritual gift real quick. And it may be exactly where you have it. You're at right then. Or you're going to be like, 
oh no, like I'm not meant to be with kids. And, and that's okay. But I, I guarantee you is like when you start stepping into these leadership and service positions, whatever you want to call them, is you're going to begin to learn more and more about yourself and the gifts you have received. And then in return for that is, hey, you stay there because maybe that's where you're a perfect fit and that's where your passion is. Or you, you figure out real quick, that's not where you're supposed to be. And I think talking about service is, I think, as I said, I really think there's there's two ways you can go about it is service within the church and the general service. Yeah. Service within the church, I think people and some churches may not do a, a great job at it. There's times that we, we have slacked in that. But most churches, I think within it is pretty easy to go and serve. There's no church is going to be like, yeah, actually, we, we don't want you holding a sign out front. Sorry. Oh, well, actually, like we don't need any more help with our youth. We don't need any more help with our kids. No, like in our church, it's. It's incredibly exciting, but also disappointing when we have like these college students walk up and we're like, we are so excited they're in our college ministry. And they're like, hey, so on Sundays I'm going to serve our kids. And we're like, yes, but no. And, and <laughs> no. so like we miss them, but it's because they have this heart and, and they God has given them this gift and it's to go and serve with kids. And so I promise you is like, if you go to church, find a leader, fill out a Google form, whether it's at our church or any other church, I promise you is go. And if you're seeking out service, there's going to be opportunity. And so I want you to do that. But then also, I think a lot of people, their service ends there. Yeah. Like, how can I serve within the church on a Sunday morning? Yeah. All right. Christ didn't love on Sundays. He, sorry, he loved on Sundays. He didn't just love on Sundays is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Rest. Yeah, <laughs> he rested. He, he loved every day of the week. And so in that, in that love, he served every day of the week. And if we're called to be like him, we're not called to serve on Sunday morning, Sunday nights, Wednesday nights. We are served to call every single day of the week. And what does that look like? That service is going to look so different outside of the church. And because of that, it's a really cool thing. I think one of my favorite verses when it comes to this is 2 Corinthians 9, 12 through 13. It says, for the ministry of the service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but it's also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. By their approval of this service, they will glorify God because of your submission that comes from your confession of the gospel of Christ and the generosity of your contribution for them and for all others. And so with that said, and with that read, it is we are obviously called to serve within the church on Sunday morning. And I think it's a really cool thing. It is a really cool way that you get to learn more about yourself and the way that God has gifted you. But take those things, serve your classmates, serve your professors, serve your teachers, serve your parents, your friends, whatever it is. And it, it is such a, a beautiful thing that we have all week that we get to serve. We're not just allowed to serve on Sundays and Wednesdays. That's not it. Like we are not just restricted those times as we get every day of the week. And I think it's a really cool thing that a lot of us miss. I miss it at times. Serve your coworkers, serve whoever you can. And so don't miss that. Is there is yes, service in the church. It's a great thing. Do it, but don't forget to serve outside of the church. Yeah, that's, that's honestly exactly where I was going to go and ask a follow-up question. And so I'm glad you hit on that. And one passage that ever, if you've opened the Bible or been to church, even like one or two weeks, you've probably heard this, um, Matthew 28. I love literally just the first two words of, of verse 19, therefore go. I could, I could live my life just like that. Therefore go. Um, and there's so many ways, like, even if you can't, like if you go to a church that's like, Oh, sorry, we can't have you hold signs. We have too many people this week. There are ways you can serve even within church without having a quote unquote title or position to serve. You can engage in conversations. You can meet people that like are standing off to the side that no one is engaging with. Um, just like T was saying, there's, there's ways to serve even outside the church. Um, and I think the biggest one of these is going to be discipleship. And that would be a whole ser sermon series that would take years and years and years that we've talked about the church, like struggles to do that we're working on. Um, and I think is, is really improved, at least from what I've seen. And maybe it's just as 
the sphere of, what am I trying to say? Circle of influence that I'm in, there it is. Um, but I've seen it improve, and that is one of the greatest ways to serve, is to is to make disciples. Hmm. Um, yeah. you, you can hold signs all day, um, and I'm not devaluing holding signs in the morning, but if we're not making disciples, then I think our service is in the wrong spot. Hmm. Um, and so um, that's my challenge to myself, and if y'all want to run with that, y'all can. But um, is someone going to say something? Susanna, Susanna said something that I don't want to fly over, because she said, check your heart. Yeah. Um, and then get into there. It, it reminded me the first mission trip I went on um, when I was in college was to Korsk, Russia, like Southern Russia. Hmm. And they took us to these Russian Orthodox churches, which were, I mean, just beautiful um, out in like out in the mountains of Russia, like a place that's just phenomenal to look at. And I'm looking at these, I think they're called priests, these Russian Orthodox priests as they're walking around, look like the saddest humans on the planet. Hmm. And if you walked up to talk to them, one, I was speaking English, so it probably irritated them a little bit. But even trying to engage them in conversation, they were they were angry almost to a point. And and it just made me think, like, you do not like what you're doing mm. at all. And and there was a difference there that I've really tried to push through how we do ministry um, is this idea that a lot of times we submit to God or we serve God because we feel like we're we're commanded to. Um, there's an aspect of that, but then we function in that command like it's a threat mm. and like God is going to smite us if we don't. And and so I look at that and I go, well, Acts 17, 20, 25 says that he's not served by human hands as if he needed anything. He doesn't need that from yeah. us. And so my transition went from, I, I have to serve God to, I get to mm. like honor the Lord with my gifts and, and that will reflect Jesus in um, Mark chapter 10, the son of man came uh, not to be served, but to Jesus. serve. And so we get, <clears throat> excuse me, we get to reflect that to people. And so what are the, <clears throat> in the check your heart side of that, what are the things that you can do in checking your heart that will be a reflection of service to people that they go, that guy loves what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Like she enjoys serving in that space. And yes, like it's holding a sign and that's the most energetic, passionate sign holding I've ever, I've ever seen. Yeah. And yes, they volunteer in kids. And for me, that, <clears throat> excuse me, is unbelievably difficult, but for them, they love to do that. Mm -hmm. um, what is that? One, we, I think we serve out of truth. Uh, we serve out of love, which would be the Shema coming alive in us. And we serve with a, with a passion or with a joy that people look at that and go, this isn't something that they have to do. Yeah. This is something that they get to reflect uh, someone in her verse to serve the Lord with gladness um, and letting that come alive in our life more than anything. And if we, if we do those things, I, I promise you, if you, if you truthfully love and are, are joy filled in the things that you're do that you're doing, um, you are going to be consistent in those. Mm. Like if you just love doing that, I mean, I think all of us go through these seasons where the new thing comes along and we start doing it and we just like, let's go do that. Let's mm -hmm. go do it. And you invite your friends to go do that. Um, even if it's just a little, you know, it's pop darts or it's disc golf or it's whatever. It's the thing that what everybody does for just a season. You'll be determined in that. Um, and, and in serving, there's this cool thing that happens when all of those things come alive and you're determined to do it. It still keeps you because of the way that the Holy Spirit's wired in you. It's still, it's a way to keep you humble without you having to try. Yeah. And it's something that we should be striving for. And when you're loving doing it and you're determined to do it, um, you become humble in the process without like, ah, that needs to be a goal of mine. It just naturally happens.
Mm. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to follow up with what you said there is I think when you when you move from treating it as it's something <clears throat> you have to do to something you get to do, you're going to then move into a space as it's something you want to do. Um, and I think that's when it becomes a really cool thing and becomes becomes alive in, in you and those around you is when you when you move from this is something I have to do to something I get to do. It then becomes something you want to do when it becomes something you want to do. It's going to be overflowing in every single thing you do. I've honestly personally experienced that a little bit. Um when I served on breakaway, I think I brought this up maybe a couple of times. Ooh, I ran PowerPoint for passion. <laughs> that <laughs> was a shot and a half. Sorry. I wasn't even going to mention that. that but Louis Giggly was, was like a presenter guy. Metaphorical slap right there, dude. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Carry I mean, on. He could technically slap me right now. He's sitting two feet away from me, but um, he's about to. That's three feet. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, I was going to say, in regards to like loving what you're doing, um, I think it was so easy going there every single Tuesday to get caught in, okay, I'm just doing this thing over and over and over again. But our team was very intentional with um, kind of going back to what I was saying earlier of making disciples. And we, we checked up on each other and we had Bible studies every single week. And it wasn't just, okay, we're doing this task and we're doing it mindlessly. Um, and I think that's going to make you like want to do service. And it kind of flips your mindset of like, I get to do this because one, I love these people. And two, I love those who are coming into this space and I want to be able to serve them the best that I can. Um, and so that's just a personal example that I have of kind of flipping the, the heart posture from, Oh, I have to do this to Um, I sort of get to do this. Um, I want to throw one more question out there real fast. Um, and this may be, a someone's like, Oh gosh, they didn't hit on that enough. I want to, uh, have another podcast for that. That's okay. But I just want to throw this out there. Um, how do y'all think service grows your own affections and your walk with, with Christ? All right. They're pointed at me. It's my turn. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, I, one, I would say before I even enter into a service position, um, whether that's one day or like a year long kind of serving position, um, it forces me to really like we said, check my heart, um, humble myself way, um, beneath my ego will let me, um, way below, um, and really think on my attitude as to where I'm serving. And it, it forces me to say like, Jesus, I'm doing this for you. I'm not doing this because I want to look good or because I want to impress somebody, but because I want to serve you. And by doing that, I'm going to do this task. Um, I also think in like a very specific, um, kind of pocket of my life, um, in a discipleship relationship where I get the joy and honor of discipling two girls in our ministry. Their names are Sierra and Susanna. And one of the things, um, that they have done while I get to, I know it's cool. We have the same name. <laughs> <laughs> Multiplying Susanna, Sally. <laughs> you know, it's a cool, it's a cool little relationship, but, um, what it forces me to do or not forces what I get to do is, um, I get to serve them by just sitting down with them, opening the Bible and say, what does this say? And what are we going to do about it? Hmm. Um, but more in turn, um, by them allowing me to serve them in that way, they're serving me by, one showing up, but two, like offering their thoughts and saying, this is what I think. And as much as it may not seem like it, they are teaching me so much more than I could ever teach or pour out to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, see, I honestly see that trend in ways that, that I like fortunately get to serve in as well as, <laughs> um, I think I said this walking into a Bible study meeting. I was like, I, I get the privilege of serving as a trainer and impact. And I am just like, 
I don't get why I get to lead these people. I don't understand it. I don't know why I get to serve these people. And I think there's, there's so much that they teach me like selfishly that I'm like, man, this is, this is way beyond my pay grade, even though like I know the Lord equipped me and I know the Lord's called me into the position. I'm like, I just, this is wild. And so in some aspects, like service becomes a two way street and it's not even intentional. Like they feel like they're just being served, but they're actually pouring into you as well. And I think the Lord designed it that way. Um, and I begin to see, um, and understand the heart of the Lord more when I serve others. And I think that's a huge part of, of service. So, uh, yeah, that, that's so good. Philippians, sorry, first Peter four was mentioned in this. Um, and so I want to, here's a formula that, that I think about pretty often, especially since I do this full time. I mean, like a lot of people would zoom out and go, okay, you're a pastor. What's your real job? Like, that's what I do. Like yeah. oh, they pay you to do that. Like, yes. And a lot of people go, okay, so you're paid to like to preach and to hang out with college students. Um, and that's true. That, that is true. But there's a lot that's added onto that. And when I think of just Christians in general, like here, here's the formula that's laid out. Um, they have called, we've been called to love God and to love people. That's Jesus, simplification of all of the law to love God and to love people. And serving is that like serving in, in its basic form is loving people. Like well, I'm serving others and in doing so I'm, I'm loving God. And so I want to read Philippians four that little, little chunk of that, just to remind us um, of what this is starting in verse eight, above all maintain constant love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins. And that brings in Zach's point about ministering goes both ways mm. when you begin to serve people. Um, it, as we love people, our sin, and because we're loving people, we're loving God, our sin life begins to fade um, even more. Be hospitable, verse 9, to one another without complaining. Just as each one has received a gift, use it to serve others as good stewards of the varied grace of, the varied grace of God. In this verse, if anyone speaks, let it be as one who speaks God's words. And if anyone serves, let it be from the strength that God provides so that God may be glorified through Jesus in everything. And so that, that's the formula. I'm going to love God. I'm going to love other people. And in that, I'm going to serve. And how am I going to serve? In the strength that God provides. And in doing that, I'm going to love God again. Um, and that becomes our formula for success in, in service. Starts with our love for God, pours over into our love for people, echoes in our service. And like, thankfully, the Lord has set it up to be most effective that way. Not as a have to, as a 100% get to that's fueled by you spending time and getting to know Jesus more and more, it becomes a natural byproduct of what you're doing. Yeah. I, I really, I think Zach worded this way. I don't know. You may have worded the question differently, but in the, in like our list of questions we got, it was like, how does biblical service or how does service grow in your walk with Jesus? And then the, a lot of people, and a lot of times you see, you hear walk with the Lord, walk with Jesus, whatever it is. And I think that, and like thinking back is like some of the best conversations I've had in my life are on walks because it, it's you and that person that you are in close proximity, you're talking, there's not much going on outside, you're just walking and talking, you can walk and talk, whatever you wanna call it. And I think it's a beautiful thing. And in that it is like, when you're walking in Christ, it is with Christ is like daily, you're seeking him, you're seeking him, you're, you're growing and wanting and desiring to learn more about him. And like one of my favorite ways is that the service has allowed me to, to love and draw closer to Christ is that when you serve others it is whoever you serve, you may not like that person. They may your be, be your best friend. I don't know what it is or your relationship with those people that you're serving, but in some shape or form, you're going to see a glimpse of Christ in them that you, you may not see in yourself or someone else. And I think it's a really, really cool thing is that we are, we are so blessed to serve people who all look different, all reflect Christ in a different way. And so when you begin serving them and you, you serve them out of your love for the Lord, you're going to get to see him in a different way. And because of that, your desire and your, your knowledge and 
what you know of him is going to continue to grow. And because of that, your walk will continue to grow. And so service in general, it, it's going to push you to crisis. They, they both hit it on the head of what it's going to do and, and how easy it is for us to, to love Christ. Yeah. John's over here, like a hammer motion. What is that? Whatever mean? it is. I don't hit know. it on the head, dude. Hit it on the head, man. Oh, hammer on the head. But service is going to push you to Christ. Yeah. Genuine service out of love will push you to Christ all day, every day. Any concluding thoughts? That was good. That was a good, good stuff. Man. This, is your, this is your fault, Susanna. This is your topic. <laughs> you have to close it. Well, I think most importantly, serving makes you look more like Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Also, hey, Susanna. What's up? Looking over here, I was looking at their hats earlier. Sorry, this is so random. John has like maybe two or three. They're like the buttons clicked and Zach has like five or six. <laughs> John, John's a fat. They got, got very a different size heads noggins. in here. I got a mega head. Their bro. noggins are so I got different. a little brain. <laughs> I don't know why I noticed that earlier, but I got a little brain. I think you and my 11 year old have the same size head. <laughs> Who? You and Kyler have the oh, same for size sure, head. though? Yeah. <laughs> that man's head. also have the same way, color but... hair coming out. Nice. What? <laughs> this dude's salt and pepper, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro. Are you troll? Okay, we're ending it there. We hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or ideas, make sure you submit them. And we'll see you guys next week for a special guest. Love you guys. Ghost Rose.